Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, on Tell Dell Tuesday, we have a guest that I actually am excited to have on because he fits some people that... Um, as far as an example, somebody you can look to and say, hey, I can do that too. Uh, some people that didn't start out at the top of the game as far as money to, when they get started. Uh, his uh, basic situation was he started about $21,000 in debt. And now, 10 years later, he's about net worth over a million dollars, million plus dollars in net worth. So it's a really great story. Can't wait to get into it and really want to welcome Lance Farrell out of Louisville, Kentucky. Lance, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, that's quite a story, man. Uh, I just think that we've got to hear about it. Let's talk about where you were at before you decided to do this and what made you decide you wanted to do something different. Yeah, so 2009, I was... Like you said, twenty one thousand in debt. Uh, recently divorced. Um, um, you know, struggling. And one thing I, I didn't mention before, but I actually slept in my car for a couple of nights until a friend let me crash on the couch. Um, and that's just kind of where where I was. And then uh, two thousand ten, I filed for bankruptcy just to try to get back to zero. And then. I actually heard your program on the radio, um, and I knew I wanted to do real estate. Of course, being bankrupt, you can't do anything for four years. But uh, four years exactly to the day um, after bank, you know filing bankruptcy, we uh, started looking for our, our first rental property in October of 2014. Purchased our first property and uh, took off from there. So let's go through this. First of all, you made a statement in your bio that I thought was interesting. Uh, a claim to fame, so to speak. You said, I am a blue-collar worker and do not have a college education. Well, I can claim pretty much the same thing. Uh, so it, it's an interesting point that you bring up that um, you've started from a different position. And I I never missed having a college education. Obviously, you at this point don't miss it, but it was really a good point. Um, I also, now that you said that, I want to bring up this. You went through a divorce, and boy, we all know how painful that is. I've gone through two of them. Um, you ended up broke. That's problematic. You went through uh, bankruptcy. That's problematic. But then you say four years later, we started to buy. Does that mean during that downtime you found another lady in your life? And I <laughs> Yeah, uh, turns out uh, it was a, my old high school sweetheart. We reconnected through social media. Um, didn't really plan on, uh, you know, reconnecting that way, just talking, and then, and, you know, one thing we just looked another. But uh, at the time, we, uh, uh, we, we were recently married, um, and, uh, you know, she 
was real hesitant, of course, but uh, her, her best friend that she grew up with turns out was also uh, in real estate, <laughs> which is what I think pushed her over the edge. But yeah, um, neither one of us were, you know, professionals uh, and making, you know, hundreds of thousands a year. We were both blue collar, you know, squeaking out $70,000 a year, um, you know, so yeah. So what does she do for a living? Well, she doesn't do anything anymore. <laughs> she, she was since retired, but at the time she was working uh, actually for a payday loan company, uh, you know, in, in Rowlett, Texas there. Okay. So I'm going to take a, a stab at something here that, um, and the reason I'm doing this is is not in any way, shape, or form to expose your life, Lance. I really want to expose a situation for people uh, because people out there are listening with a really perked ear right now going, yeah, really, really, really? You went through all that and now you're worth over a million bucks in just 10 years, you know? And we got to be really f- careful to make sure we give them all the information. So let's go backwards to the bankruptcy and the broke 21000 in debt after the divorce. How did you get the 21000 in debt and broke? Did the divorce in some way do it, or were you broke before you got divorced and that led to the divorce? Were there spending problems? Were there uh, gambling problems? Were there? How did you get there? Oh, it was definitely spending problems. Uh, and, you know, that my ex-wife, unfortunately, just didn't understand credit cards. I mean, in her mind, oh, if I can afford the uh, minimum balance, you know, what's the big deal? And uh, that gets away from you really fast. You know, credit card debt is, is probably the worst debt that anybody could be in. And that's, that's where the debt was. It was all credit cards. She had cards in her name. I had cards in mine. And because of the divorce, I took on all of the debt. I transferred every bit of it to myself so my son could continue to live where they lived. And go to I got where, you. You know, all his friends were. And I don't mind talking about it, but, you know, because it's it's reality. Credit card debt is, is a killer, and that, that's where my debt came from was credit card. And fortunately, because it was credit card, I was able to file Chapter 13, which, you know, is about the only way you can get out from underneath that without really killing yourself. Does that clear it? It did. It, it, it was, you know, it cleared it completely. I got completely back to zero um, and was able to start saving slowly from that. Because, like I said, I'm blue collar, blue collar worker. Still am. You know, I was. I think at the time I was making maybe forty thousand dollars a year, um, and so I was able to start saving money at that time. And I had the four years to save. In between that and the four hundred one k is how I actually purchased. Uh, I took a loan from my four hundred one k. And that's how I actually purchased the first property. It's probably challenging when you're in a new marriage and you've come out of a financially difficult backstory that she's wondering, are we going to go slide down that hill again and go back into another bad situation? Is this scary? We're going to wipe out our savings. You know, what's he getting me into? I could see all that going on. How, how, uh, without sharing more than she would want you to, Give us as much as you can about where her position was on this. Um, she was, you know, definitely a uh, Dave Ramsey, you know, person. Uh, let's let's pay off everything. Let's get debt free. 
uh, and then work really hard and save. Um, she had by herself saved, you know, a considerable, I say considerable, uh, you know, she had a, a, you know, an IRA that had a little bit of money in it and uh, clinging to that, um, of course, you know, dealing with the market as it happens, but uh, that was her plan was let's just pay off everything, let's get out of debt, and uh, we'll go from there. Um, she didn't understand the concept of going into debt, um, you know, to buy rental real estate. So that's that was the big hurdle for her was, uh, was not, you know, taking out loans to go buy rental property. Gotcha. So she's a firm, solid Dave Ramsey uh, approach type person. Um, did she go to the two day with you? She did. Uh, we both went, uh, sat through, you know, both days. And then, uh, I actually have a family member that has been in real estate for years and, uh, we went and visited him and then he we actually regurgitated every single thing that we heard in the two day because he'd been, you know, doing it for over 40 years. And, uh, that's the same concept with him. I mean, real estate is real estate. It's, uh, if you know what you're doing, it's, not hard. And so that kind of brought her around a little bit more, but then ultimately it was her friend that she reconnected with growing up. Uh, they were retired, and she says, jokingly, what are y'all, Lifestyles members or something? And of course her answer was, well, as a matter of fact, we are. <laughs> that was what did it for her. That's what 100% sold her on it. That's unbelievable story, man. I, if I could can that, that would be great. That'd be... Put some secret sauce there. That's that's a great story. So she was still fighting and kicking until she ran into somebody that retired. Huh? That's that's hilarious. So um, did you buy anything before she ran into that friend, or did you just wait until she came along and you know was on board? No, um, she came along, fortunately for me, before my four years of time, as I call it, was up. Um so by then she was fully in, and the, the, the second I could buy, uh, we were ready. Got you. All right, good, good. Uh, now that your net worth's over a million bucks, is she a believer yet? <laughs> oh yeah, she has been for a couple of years now since she's been able to quit working. You know, you laugh at that, Lance, but the truth is, most things we do in life, especially if you're type B like I am, which is an analysis paralysis guy, is that you do it, you stick in your toe in that water going, man, I'm doing this, but I still don't believe it. I'm going to go do it and prove it, right? That's until that first one or second one hits, then you go like, oh, now I actually believe it. Then all of a sudden they become very cocky about it. Yeah, I've analyzed this to death and I've figured out this is the only thing that works and blah, 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 blah. But man, that first toe, getting it in that water, it's like, it's hard to do. So let's talk about the first deal. Just how did you psychologically get into the first deal and how did it work and what did you do to get the money? And, you know, that's the, the tale of the first deal is always the scariest. And you did how many, seven houses and a sixplex? Yeah, we uh, had as many as seven houses and uh, sixplex where we shifted some things around. We uh, actually just sold one. But the first deal, uh, scary, <laughs> as you could imagine. Uh, we were, like I said, we were, I, I took a loan on my 401k. I borrowed 14000 I had a small savings. Uh, the first deal was 17000 out of pocket for purchase and rehab. Um, and... Uh, we went to go look at the property. We walked in. There was music blaring. 
you know, garbage all in the living room, and uh, <laughs> it was a bit unnerving. But the music was, you know, to keep people from breaking into the house, I suppose, because it was empty. But uh, yeah, it was 1970s, all original, and uh, car parts everywhere in the living room. So first, first deal was was pretty scary. <laughs> well, so was there somebody living there? No, it was a gentleman that had been uh, recently married, and he had moved in with his uh, new wife and was selling his home. But, you know, he was a typical uh, you know, bachelor. His hobby was cars, so there was car parts literally everywhere. I've seen it. I've seen it. I actually saw a guy had a metal shop in the living room one time, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this this property was in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, where? How did that happen? Where did you live when you purchased this property? By the way, at that time I was living in Garland, Texas, um, and uh, I got the property in Fort Worth from a property blast that uh, the real estate agents put out, and uh, went and looked at it, and you know decided to go ahead and go for it. But yeah, we we lived in Garland at the time, and I lived in Texas up till uh, 2019. I got laid off from a government contractor job, and at the end of 2018, um, and uh, I have a son that lives up here in Louisville, so you know the job opportunity came up here, and that's how we wound up up here. So I assume Garland's a suburb of Dallas or a suburb yeah, of Fort it's, Worth. It's, yeah, it's a suburb of Dallas. Okay. Gotcha. So you put $17,000 down. What did it do for you? Was there cash flow to it? Was there any captured equity on it? How did how did the deal end up closing, and uh, what were the results? Uh, there was equity capture. Um, definitely there was uh, cash flow. That one started out cash flowing uh, 300 a month. And uh, the equity capture, we paid 70, I believe it was $78,000 for that house. And as soon as we were finished rehabbing it, it appraised for 105. Um, and then uh, we sold that property. And well, actually, we learned early on that you could refinance uh, non-owner-operated, you know, uh, occupant houses, rental property. You could refinance them and pull cash out of. You we're gonna have that. to take a break before we go into that story. We'll be right back with Lance Farrell and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Right now, we're coming upon a great opportunity. It's that time in which you're going to find that the marketplace is changing and it is shifting to a buyer's market away from a seller's market. Number one, the brokers don't want you to know that. They're going to do everything they can do to keep you from believing the truth. Number two, the sellers don't want to believe it, although in the back of their minds, they know it. Now, that doesn't mean everybody will crater for you, but some people are going to be in those situations where they have to negotiate for deals, and you've got to be there. Now, if you're not there, you won't get one. 
Join us for the free online workshop and we'll show you how to be in the right place at the right time in any market cycle. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. That's lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Lance Farrell out of Louisville, Kentucky. And as we went to break, Lance was talking about his first single-family property purchase. And Lance, uh, the excitement to this for me is to be able to show people how you worked through basically the same way I did, um, figuring out where to get some money. I mean, you scrape it around and move it around and, you know, a little shell game and you pull some more out and get another deal and so on and so forth. So I want to go back to this first deal here. You paid $17,000 down for this house. And uh, you made some captured equity, and you didn't say how much that was. You said how much the house was worth, uh, and you said how much you you paid for it. But what did you actually capture after you did your rehab and everything compared to what it was worth? Did you make ten thousand, twenty thousand? What did you make? Um, I was trying to uh, remember that. I believe it was right at thirty thousand dollars. I was trying to go back and remember because it's been a been a few years. The point I want to make is, and being off a few percent doesn't matter anything for the story. But uh, the point is, you made about a two hundred percent return. Now nobody's making that doing anything else. This it's just not happening. I mean, and that was an instant equity capture of about a two hundred percent return on your money. Then you said it made about $300 a month positive cash flow. So I'm going to get out my trusty phone calculator, which you're not supposed to use on the radio. 300 times 12 is uh, 3,600 divided by 17,000. That's given me a 21% cash on cash return. You're not getting that anywhere else. Uh, This is a pretty good deal. Did this one convince the wife that, hey, we're on to something here? It did, absolutely, and I, I got ahead of myself a little, uh, uh, like you said, scraping together, trying to figure out where to get more money. So with that purchase and the power of it, she actually realized, hey, uh, we have equity in her home, which she owned by herself. Let's refinance that property and pull some money out and go buy another one. And so that's how we wound up with our second property. So there we go. We've got a property that's got dead equity. And I'm just putting narration to your story, Lance. It's got a property that's got dead equity that your wife, you know, before she met you or before you guys got involved, would have thought, you're not touching that equity. I'll cut your arm off if you try to refinance that thing. <laughs> right? I got to pay that house off. That's what Dave Ramsey says. I got to pay that thing off. And yet you were able to, through the results of this first one, show her, wow, we made two hundred percent return we got a 21 percent cash on cash return and all of a sudden she goes you know what i got this other house sitting over here lance maybe we should take the money out of it and go buy me one of those red houses or go buy another one and so uh that's a great great part of the story lance just to see her coming around and being willing to take the equity out of her house the next house she purchased did what uh so that was uh house in mesquite texas uh, Choctaw Lane. Um, so we pulled twenty thousand out of her house, 
um, and then you know had a little bit of savings again, and bought Choctaw, which was um, I think we paid twenty four thousand out of pocket for that property to purchase and rehab. Says twenty here. Yeah, twenty thousand. Yeah, you're right. Twenty thousand one hundred and sixty nine. Okay. Which we had, we had to, we had to put a little bit more with it because there was some, you know, incidentals and things that were unseen that came up. But yeah, all total, just over twenty one thousand. And did you get any captured equity in this particular deal? Uh, yes, uh, we captured on this property. Um, I believe it was again right at thirty thousand dollars because we purchased it for ninety eight thousand and had a price for um, a little over one hundred and forty thousand. Excellent. So you made a hundred and fifty percent return captured equity on this one, and what kind of cash flow did you have on this one? Uh, this property cash flowed. Uh, this one was really good because the rent kept going up while we were having it rehabbed. This one cash flowed right at four hundred dollars a month. All right. So we got seven hundred dollars a month. Now I'm going to play with some some numbers real quick quick here for guys outside, not you. I know you know your story, but let's take uh, $700 a month times 12, and that's $8,400 a year. Now, your taxes, your income tax, Social Security and Medicare tax, you don't pay on these particular deals. So that $8,400 a year is worth at least 30% more. So times 1.3, that's worth $11,000 a year. And you were saying at some point in your story there you were making $40,000 a year. You, you've you just replaced a quarter of your income in the first two deals you've done. Did that become obvious to you that you were on your way to replacing your income? Oh, absolutely, yes, it did. All right, so then the wife got so motivated she decided to use her own home as a rent house. Now, that's a hard one, uh, Lance, because there's that, it's my home. And I don't want anybody to mess it up or get it dirty. <laughs> I know how hard that one is, right? That's a, it's got that it's got that family DNA in it. We can't let somebody else live there. How did you talk her into that one, or is she just is she now throwing the ball and you're hitting it? Uh, she's pretty much throwing the ball and I'm hitting it. She was one hundred percent, you know, at that time. So the the objective was obviously to turn that to a rental. That way she could. Uh, free up that debt and start buying property, you know, herself, uh, which the next several properties, you know, that we bought, she bought on her own. So, yeah, that's that was the purpose of that, plus the cash flow. I mean, that house was, was uh, you know, cash flowed magnificently. So what did it cash flow a month? It was cash flowing 500 a month. Um, Ooh. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm playing this game here with you just because I want people to see this because this is how it comes to you doesn't come to you all at once. So now we have 1200 a month income times 12 is 14.4 a year, right? Times 1.3 because you're not paying taxes on it. That's about $19,000 a year. You're now up to almost half of what your your income was when you started this whole process. So that's incredible. Turn that one into a So we got 3 now. What was your next process to get money on how did you go scrape some more money together for your next deal well at that that time uh through lifestyles we discovered that you can refinance rental properties and uh, pull money out of them so uh, we had quite a bit of equity in mimosa and choctaw our first two properties so we refinanced them uh because uh, we wanted to buy more property and uh 
pulled, I think it was a total of 40000 between those two properties we pulled out in cash. And then we talked to a mentor at Lifestyles that said, hey, why don't you go buy properties in Houston? Because at that time, the hurricane had just come through and flooded you know, almost all of Houston. And uh, she said, why don't you go buy down there? Because you can you know, really get a return on your investment. So we bought our next two, which were uh, Hickory Grove and uh, I'm trying to remember the name of that, that road. Scottsdale <laughs> Street? It was Scone Street and Hickory Grove. They were out in uh, Bear Creek. Uh-huh. So the question was, were these flood properties or not? Yes, they were both flood properties. They were both first-time flood properties. Um, and uh, so they were gutted. Uh, the people had taken their insurance and, and sold what was left. And so we got those properties very cheap. I mean, it was really, really uh, cheap. <laughs> Now, how did you end up buying something in southern Indiana? It's right across the river from Louisville, um, so and, and it's uh, it's a really hot area. In fact, last year the rents increased thirteen percent uh, for that area, so that's why we made the decision to look over there. Okay, so tell us about this purchase. What what did you like about this particular property that you went into? Uh, I loved the fact that it was being ran by a gentleman that really doesn't understand what he had. Um, he hadn't raised the rents in years. There were about $400 under market. He was asking 385000 for it, which would allowed us to purchase it and still have some cash left over to do some capital improvements. And then subsequently, we've raised the rents. Um, the property now has a net operating income of 52000 a year. So I don't know what cap rate's going for out there, but let's just talk about it. you paid 380000 for it. What, what do you think it's worth now if you use a, a market cap rate on it? Uh, market cap rate um, is around six percent um, for that area, and so it's uh, currently. Let's see, I have it valued. I believe it's eight hundred and fifty thousand. Is where I have it. <laughs> and what did you pay for it? Three hundred and what? Three hundred and eighty-five thousand, actually. Oh my gosh! I just I love what I do for a living, man. That's all I can say. So this is obviously a success. You the, you called it the natural progression of a real estate investor is what we called it, Lifestyles, and you cl- you pointed that out. I guess my next question is this. Two questions. One is, when did the wife decide that she didn't have to work anymore? And secondly, where are you guys going from here? Uh, she decided about two years ago, right when we bought uh, Tabor Court, the, uh, the uh, apartment, that uh, she didn't need to work anymore. And so... That worked out well, and then uh, she became a real estate professional. And then so now we've actually sold her uh, single-family house that she owned, and we just sold it and put $137,000 in the bank, and then uh, so then we're going to start looking for the next uh, apartment. That's amazing. This is, it's too much fun to hear these stories. So uh, just at the peak there, what was your cash flow, just out of curiosity, with all this stuff added together before you started selling it off? Uh, at the peak, it was, I was I'm trying to remember because it's, it, my brain doesn't work that well anymore. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out right how your 20, wife replaced it. It was right at 2800 a month was what the peak was. Okay. So let's let's see what the wife was able to, to pull out and live off of. Let's see here. If you've got 2800 a month times 12, 
I'm coming up with 33,006 times 1.3, and we're looking at 43.6 a year. And there you go. You're out. Lance, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. And c- congratulations. I look forward to hearing your next story about the next news you do. The rest of you out there, remember this? It's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.